What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Monday, April 1st, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. The engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How you doing, sir? I'm do- I've been better. What's happening? You, had a, you, you right literally now. ran into the building. Yeah, I spent a little too long prepping Internet Explorers at home. Sure. I was like, I still got time to get Starbucks. Sure. Spoiler: I didn't. Okay. You know, but yeah. I, it was down to the minute. Yeah, yeah. So I had to run the whole block and. Oh no! That's not what these bodies. Running. These bodies aren't built for no, running no, no, no more. No, no. If so ever. I'm sorry if I'm a little out of breath. No, it's, it's fine. Okay. Also, I do have a grievance to pick with one Kevin Coelho. Oh shit! It seems like the light bar is not the correct color. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe you. if you I were here for that. tech rehearsals, we would have been good. You know what I mean? We, we little known fact, we actually run the whole show. We do one. Um, we do one we rough do draft before yeah. we get out there yeah. and actually see what happens. How you doing? How you feeling? We just got back from Kansas City last night. Thank you so much wow. to everybody who came what a to the kind of funny world tour, Kansas City meetup, and Planet Comic Con. The convention, the panels were amazing. Uh, the turnout was the biggest turnout. People, biggest yeah, turnout so we've far. had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the place packed all night long. Was it only three hundred? You think? Yeah, Matt. Only 300. 300 is a lot of people. I know it's a lot of people, but I felt like people came and went. People, they did. I, the they line never, did. the lines never dissipated for us. If I had to guess, I would say that Arizona was a, a little over two hundred. Okay. I would say that this was a little over three hundred. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. fair. I'll take it. I'll well, take it. More than that. It was great. What was that, Kev? I said it felt like more than that. A lot of people. Sure. Yeah. 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 Kev was there too. How you feeling, Kev? Good. Yeah. Did yeah, you get some sleep good. last night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got some. Good. Good. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to hear. Portillo's here today. If you're an audio listener, he's he's on the couch. Wearing he's his on little the, vest. Wearing his vest. He is wearing his little life preserver. The I Hell's like Kitchen it. vest. It's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Tim, are you excited to talk about the Drive Club servers shutting down? Yeah. Are games being closed today and the repercussions of swatting? I hope so because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over there, you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, bad PSN names, and everything else under the video game sun. Then watch us record the show live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, on roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you today. Speaking of roosterteeth.com, all the content over there is free. Nothing is locked behind the RT paywall that is uh, Rooster Teeth first membership. So that means you can finally go watch Waiting for the Punchline for one day only. Absolutely free. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash punchline right now and the video will just play. Oh, that's a very smart way to do it. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty okay. cool. Pretty cool. And happy 16th birthday to Rooster Teeth. And that means 16% 16. off everything, right? Does it? Doesn't it? I thought I so. Know. I'm pretty sure I saw There's that so somewhere. many sales. Yeah, Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're 100 years old, it'll be all free. Yeah, wow. 101. Kind of they'll start paying you back. Store. Yeah, exactly. You know. I've done no fact checking on it. Uh, Saturday, guess what? You're on the clock, New York. The Kind of Funny World Tour comes to Ease Bar in Morningside Heights. This is a 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. meet and greet in New York City. Come out, see us, say hello. Can you, the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple, part of the tri-state area, can you bring in yeah. more people than Kansas City? We shall see. If I, I want to meet somebody from Maine and I want them to come in wearing a lobster hat. Yeah, dude. Do it. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James, Davis, and Mohammed and Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by 23andMe and Skillshare, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Five items. A baker's dozen. I got just a bit of rasp. The Kansas yeah. City bar, I had made a lot of announcements, and their, mm-hmm. their microphone didn't work, so I was yelling from the gut for the first time in a while. I guess yeah, I yelled in the panels, too. Yeah. You yelled at Good Liam. Panels. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, sweet yeah, little yeah. boy. That sweet little boy, Liam. Wherever you are, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. We t- iTunes don't pile drive you, which was the worst thing I did to you. Don't listen to anybody else on the internet. Number one. The Drive Club servers are shutting down in 2020. This is a report from Robert Ramsey over at Push Square. Drive Club is nearing the end of its road, it seems. A new notice on PlayStation's official website states that the racing game will be delisted from the 31st of August 2019, meaning that it will no longer be sold in the PlayStation Store. That goes for Drive Club, Drive Club Bikes, Drive Club VR, and all DLC associated with Drive Club. 
On top of that, the game's servers will be shut down on the 31st of March 2020. You'll still be able to play the offline portions of the release, but all online functionality, the multiplayer, challenges, events, and leaderboards will be lost. It's an announcement that leaves a bitter taste because Drive Club did eventually blossom into a top quality racing title. It received stellar support from developer Evolution Studios before the company was closed back in 2016. It's incredibly unfortunate that the game was never quite able to shake the negativity that had surrounded its shoddy launch in October 2014. First impressions always count for a lot in this rather unforgiving industry. Uh, this actually, I saw this obviously get posted uh, over on the, it was a Friday after Games Daily of last week. Mm-hmm. We were on the, we were already in KC. So I get posted and then it got risen up today because Sammy Barker, also at Push Square, put up an editorial kind of really lambasting Sony for this. And I pulled something for it to give us a discussion jump off point. Little Big Planet may still be running, but why would you ever want to invest time and effort into the upcoming dreams when the company is acting this way? The thing is, this isn't an isolated incident. Gravity Rush 2 recently had its entire online component removed after fans campaigned to keep it alive for a few months longer. In the case of Cat's sophomore outing, it doesn't actually detract from the game, but it's a bad look all the same. The sequel was barely a year old before it wanted to pull the plug. Killstrain, meanwhile, didn't even get a year. It was shut down and erased from history like it didn't even exist in the first place. Drawn to death is next in line. Blackjack jumps in with the pertinent question over on patreon.com slash games Tim and says... Hey, Greg and Tim, what's good? On Friday, Sony announced the Drive Club will be removed from the PS on August 31st and servers will be shut down on March 31st. The list of features that will no longer function for the game is quite extensive as it was designed with online play as a focal point. As exciting as an all-digital future is, should news like this give us pause for multiple reasons? Let's start there, Tim. What's your takeaway on this? Uh, I feel like it might not be a popular opinion, but I don't think that this you is corporate the, apologies. The motherfucker. Exactly. Let's go with that. I, uh, I don't think that this is the end of the world because I don't think that this affects every type of game. It affects a, a certain genre of games and certain genres of games very much. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's any getting around that. Um, whether like for the um, looking at Gravity Rush, right? They're just like, oh, fans petition. They want it longer. How many fans were actually petitioning? How many people actually sure. wanted this to keep going? And even then, when would they be happy? One more year, two more years, three more years. It's yeah. like there's no point where it's going to be an acceptable answer because people just want it to go on forever. But if people aren't playing forever, enough people aren't playing forever, then it does. It simply doesn't make business sense. Now take the business side out of it. It's just like if there aren't enough people playing uh, to begin with, that's not going to be a great experience for the people playing anyways, yeah. right? Um, I think that we just need to understand that video games aren't what they used to be. Video games aren't just you buy the game and you have it, and they haven't been for many years. Do you think there should be a... And I, there never will be. Mm-hmm. Is is there a, a right to a consumer, is there a right to us as gamers to sit there and we buy a game and we can, we expect this to be online for X amount of years? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that's a, a very fair um, thing to happen, and I, I think that that should happen. And I... I I think that it might have to eventually. I think that we need to move into that. I just don't think there are enough of these games, enough of these situations that have happened yet to make people be like, oh, shit, this is something we actually have to deal with. Right, right now, it's there's a, a group of people that really care. Majority of people don't care at all. You yeah. know, Because um, you look at the games that are online only, that this would be a huge issue. Imagine if World of Warcraft just... Oh, we're pulling the plugs, gone, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. League of Legends, Dota, any of those games, just were like, we're pulling the plug. Now, keep in mind, they it, will happen. Right. Yeah. 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 DC Universe Online is going to close down one day and I'm going to cry. Yeah. And it's like, you know, with the ones I said, maybe they won't. You know, it's like maybe there's we're in a new world where now it's like people are going to play these things forever because that's what they they grew up doing. Um, But I do think that there there needs to be some type of promise of like at least how long this this will last. How long that experience will be um, up there for. I mean, they're they're putting these dates out there. You know, it's not like the consumers have anything to do or say about it. But didn't they already have something to say about it when they didn't buy the game? Sure. You know? Yeah, this is it's a ball of wax right now, and I feel it's one of those situations where I don't think there is a... I, we're never going to get a thing... Maybe you'll get going forward on big budget titles. Like, you know, uh, at not even a... What do they call it? PlayStation State of Play before E3. That's not E3. Uh, they'll announce a new racing game. All this online stuff. And then in an interview, somebody's going to pin Sean Lane down and be like, hey, what about this? Maybe he's going to say, we've built this with in mind that it's going to be online for at least three years, right? Mm-hmm. Even then, people are going to be like, that's not long enough. Even then, I I can't imagine they're actually doing that, that they're making these games saying it's going... Because this is a dollar and cents thing, right? Like, as uh, Push Square brings up here, they talk about Killstrain, right? And Drawn to Death. 
both those games designed to be online only, right? Those were the ways to play those games is to go on. And I think Drawn to Death might have had a single player like tutorial, but you know what I mean? It was meant to be played. Yeah. Arena Shooter, uh, Kill Strain was PlayStation's answer to mobile. Both of those were experiments. And I fe- and I and I'm and I'm probably too close in terms of covering those games, but I remember Sony San Diego being like, these are experiments. We're trying stuff out. The fact that Drawn to Death, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, was designed to be a free-to-play game, right? And then the free-to-play market changed and Guns Up did fine. Kill Strain took forever and nobody liked. And then they made Drawn to Death actually a paid thing, which people got cranky about in the same way. Not cranky about, but it was that thing of like, it's a game nobody cared about already, let alone then they tried to do that and it didn't work. And the same thing happened with Lawbreakers, if you remember, where Lawbreakers were supposed to be free-to-play. And then yeah. Boss Key was like, you know what no that while we've been working on this the market's already changed what's interesting about all this is i don't think there's a solution i don't think there's an answer i think what you're what we're talking about you will see more of i think you will see as we go forward forward bigger developers and big bigger publishers being more as honest as they can be of we're making an online game we believe in it and we think if you believe in it it can go on for decades however if you're not it can't. So we're promising you a full year of free content. Hopefully there'll be more. Hopefully we can do da 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 expansions, blah 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 blah, all these different things. But then there is this weird reality we have to face, and they face as uh, uh, publishers and developers, right? Of for Drive Club in particular, right? Like there isn't even a studio that works on that game anymore. Like Evolution's gone. Mm-hmm. So then it is like, yeah, all right, cool. We see the daily stats of who's playing and how what they are and how many people are using all these really intricate features that rely on these servers what do we do if they those numbers do dip below where they're actually costing us money where there's no way we're ever going to make more of a return on this money you talk about like a successful product and a launch and how many copies you need to sell what about when we cross that line where now we're eating into what the thing actually moved let alone drive club not that great as example as push square brings up because that was such a quagmire that yeah. was such a bu- bunch of failed well, fucked up like promises. a lot of the games that, that they're talking about here are have similar situations i think gravity rush might be the only exception to that in gravity and, rush's online thing was so not like a main thing yeah it's it like was, that yeah. was a feature of the game not what the, the game was mean. yeah right, exactly. right, right. It, it's we're just moving into a different place and whether that's good or bad it's the reality like yeah. i remember i i collect music i enjoy music i am a fan of collecting physical albums whether they're vinyls or cds specifically for a certain artist and i'll never forget at this point 15 years ago when they first put out digital only eps and how upset i was yeah i was like i can't own this like what's gonna happen when this just doesn't when it's taken down and doesn't exist anymore? But then I realized the way for me to collect this, I need to have hard drives with these MP3s sure. backed up ah. so that I own them, so that I have these. Blackjack things. continues. My biggest concern isn't even as a consumer, but as a lover of video games and their rich history. Drive Club was a game with a long and troubled development. It was one of the first PlayStation 4 games ever showcased on stage. There were hundreds of people who poured their hearts into it, even if the final product was critically underwhelming. If the video game world was all digital right now, then Drive Club would have sent, would essentially be lost forever. Should Sony be allowed to simply wipe any game from existence? How will we chronicle the stories of the developers and the games they worked on if we can no longer play the games ourselves? Should physical media continue to exist in perpetuity so that we may always be allowed to reflect on history? Love you guys, Blackjack. It's such a nice sentiment, but it's just that's just not how that's not feasible that's not realistic and again we're talking about a subsect of games we're not talking about all games sure i will be shocked if the god of wars of the world don't get released in physical form for years to come yeah many 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 years to come um hopefully to the point that a digital only future like i feel like when we say that we don't actually mean digital only you digital know, majority. Mean, it, it means a, it's, you can go digital only i think is really what we're trying to get at right um i don't think that even when that comes that we're going to not have physical if you want that as an option. And it's going to be like vinyl. Point, I've always said it's like vinyl. The people still press these discs. They'll just understand. It'll be limited it'll be run limited kind of things. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that eventually, far, far, far in the future, when it is a digital only situation, there will be ways to own the digital side in the same way I can own MP3s. Yeah. Right? And have them backed up my, myself in, in ways that I can launch them whenever I want. Games get more complicated because if you're talking about servers and you're talking about, you know, gameplay functions that are tied to playing with other people, um, I don't know. That does get hard. And yeah, like the history of video games is important. But at the end of the day, is that importance worth the the dollars and cents to a company that doesn't care? The answer is no. Well, I think, again, we when we talk about hypotheticals, we tend to talk in such black and white, right? Of, okay, it's digital. Okay, this is it. Okay, Sony's wiping their games from their servers, blah, blah. To Blackjack's point, should Sony be allowed to simply wipe any game they want from existence? Yes, 100%. 
Sorry, I know that's not a popular opinion, but Sony is a company. They are a private entity. They're allowed to do what they want with their PSN. We're allowed not to agree with it. I'm allowed to think it's ridiculous. You still don't have name changes or the beta or whatever or how they treat it, where the fuck's pad upon to. I'm allowed to have all these opinions. <laughs> it doesn't mean that Sony isn't allowed to do that, especially the way it's being phrased. Like, should Sony be allowed to? Well, yeah, it's their it's their thing. They're, it's their ball. If you don't like how they play with it, don't go to their yard kind of thing, which isn't a great answer, I know. However... Dialing it back, though, I feel like to get out of the black and white of this, you have to look at people like myself who every time I transfer a PlayStation 4, I make sure I transfer PT. Like PT yeah. isn't available anywhere, but no. I still have PT. And I feel like as we get going, that's how you get into this more and more, right? Is it is that, all right, cool. There are There is a subset of people like you, Blackjack, that care a lot about video game history and go out of their way to maintain libraries and keep arcade cabinets running. Like I mean, in a similar thing, should... Midway be required allowed to uh, stop producing the switches for certain arcade cabinets from well you know what I mean like shit like that like it's how technology and a consumer industry moves it's up to people who care about that to keep that going exactly. now again that gets dangerous when what about when all the PlayStation 4s finally break and you can't get to PT or whatever yeah. and blah blah that's reality but I also think we've moved to a point that there it sucks to see things lost to history when you talk about it like that but again. How many with YouTube and channels and video and video property in general, like no game's ever truly lost again, is it? Like we're going to be able to go watch it. Granted, you won't be able to play it. And I know that's not the same thing, but I can't tell you as somebody who's covers video games professionally, the amount of games I know about, but have not played. I've never played Custard's Last Stand, right? But I've watched enough of it. been like, oh, I get I get what's going on here. Now, granted, that's uh, notable for a different reason. Notorious for a different reason. Yeah. Then, hey, this. But again, are we looking at this and go, I, and I don't mean to think that video games are disposable, but are we, did drive club do something so awe inspiring and different that we think no one's ever going to do it again or better. And, and, and to the point that if I'm playing and stick with me 20 years from now, there's a new racing game out on whatever platform we're all playing. It's being beamed into our eyeballs and we're playing it and we're amazing and home. And somebody's like, well, you know, this all started 20 years ago with drive club. Does watching a YouTube video of what they're talking about, what mechanic they're doing, not explain it enough? I and mean, granted, I know, yeah, it'd be better to play. It'd be better able to have that. Uh, again, to what we're talking about, we're not crazy that it's they're taking the servers offline. They're going to stop selling the game. If you already own the game, you own the game. It's on your PlayStation yeah. 4. Theoretically, and I could be talking about my ass. Sean Layton, you're welcome to write in. I don't think it... Well, I guess it's being delisted is what they said, right? Hold on. Let me, let me try to walk through this. Because another thing is, if they're... If they stop putting dates out when they're going to take it down, I yeah. think it would be a bit more like icky. Yeah. Like if it just was gone today, then I could see a big problem. Right. See, it's being delisted on August 31st, uh, 2019. Meaning it'll be no longer sold in the PlayStation store. But if I still have, if I still have it on my licenses and I bought it, I should still be able to download it. Correct. And I, and I, you can, you're wrong me if you have information on that, but I doubt you do unless there's been an article or some statement about a different game, but I'm not sure on that one. Um, It'll still be there, and it was also there was a disc for Drive Club, so you can get it that way and have it forever and play it that way too. You won't have the online functionality of it, but again, I'm from a novice person who played Drive Club at events and just racing games don't do it for me. Uh, did it do something that we needed to worry about and like keep it there? But I I know that Blackjack was expanding his a bit further out yeah. into it, right? Well, yeah, because they were like back when it was the Morpheus, yeah. they were ones who were like we're looking around toying with it and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, I'll still have that. Exactly. Yeah, you can still do that. Yeah. Were you racing online with it, right? Like, was that? Uh, no, but afterwards it did show you other people's numbers. Sure. And like there was. The and that's cool. I'm not trying to say that ain't cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an unfortunate truth that we're in. Like a perfect example for me is Amplitude, the PS4 version. Yeah. At some point, I'm never going to be able to play that game again. Like, there's just there's no way that the licensing in my PSN account and my PS4 dies, and no matter how many times I transfer or whatever, at some point. I don't think I'm going to be able to play that game again. And that is very unfortunate. And I, I wonder what the solution to that is. Because is that true? Am I wrong? With PT, you can still get PT if you're trying to get PT. You know, it might not be through a way that is easy and just Sony's giving it to you. But you can find PT if you need PT. I wonder if I'll be able to find Amplitude one day. And I imagine that you will. Look at video game history so far. Like, I grew up not playing not having all these games, but I knew about them and they, I had access to all of them if I wanted to, mm, mm, right? Mm. Wink I imagine, and nudge. I imagine, I, got you. I imagine people are going to continue out ways forever, that, right? Yeah. Um, Halo Combat Evolved, the first Halo, didn't have online until fans made it have online. If there's a community, they'll make it online again, yeah. right? 
Um, Halo's not the best example for that. But Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater, right? The servers went down years ago. You could play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater online today. Or underground. Online today. Sure. Because the fans made made that happen. Not the same at all. Yeah. But... It's the spirit but, of the history. It's the that, spirit of yes, what you're looking for. That's the biggest thing. Is I think it's easier for us to talk about what's come before than what we think is going to happen after. Because mm-hmm. we don't know how this all works out in the end. And, and, and we could be wrong. And it could be a scary future. And yeah, these things are lost. And you can't play them anywhere. Because every PlayStation 4 breaks on uh, 2030. Nobody, you know what I mean? April 1st, 2030. Every PlayStation yeah. bugs that's out and locks up and goes down or something. It, it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing to wrestle with, I guess. But... It's also because it, it, but even I guess that's the thing is I feel like this could uh, it could be a, a Fortnite crossplay or a cross progression system where I didn't care too much about it till it directly affected me yeah. where I was like wait now that I understand this problem it's stupid and that's why even I right, bring up amplitude even right now exactly with DC Universe Online I'd love to be able to jump in every so often for the next for the rest of my life but I'm aware that I've put hundreds of dollars into that game let alone hundreds of hours and one day it's just going to be gone. But for me, it will be that I'll go back and watch a video of it and remember it more than I need to jump back in and be like, wait, what do I do? How do I do? I was rolling a controller now, but I need to be a DPS. What do I, uh, they changed out the load. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I came, I came to, when I got my ticket punched on that one, I came to terms with that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And the same things of, and maybe I'm being naive and just talking too much from my own perspective. When I bought other games that had online, you know, service that wasn't peer to peer or I was going to somebody else's servers, I understood that one day that might not be there. And that, you know, those trophies would be, uh, you know, untouchable in terms of stuff I care about. Like when they shut down the Ghostbuster servers or whatever, like, okay, cool, whatever. But I, you, I understood that price of engagement when I did it. I've seen so many people talk about this and in in, in many other ways and other news stories that have happened in the last couple months and talk about like, how can you expect a digital future to, to be reality when things like this happen? And I just feel like people's understanding or like what they're, they're looking for in this digital future is different than me. Because I'm looking at it as a supplement, like as in like in addition to my normal gaming habits, right? Yeah. Having Xbox Games Pass is not um, the only way I'm going to play games. It's like I, if I want other games, I'm going to buy it because I want to have it on my system, so I don't need to worry about cloud stuff. I don't need to worry, and I know you can download from from that. But like, do you see what I'm saying? It's like it's 100%. always just kind of extra. And it, video games are now hitting the point that they have with movies that they have with video games, where it's like I buy movies in 4K ultra hd blu-ray when i love them and care about them otherwise they are disposable it's that's what netflix is for and amazon prime and hulu and all these things i see them as it's just disposable content that i'm enjoying and i feel like video games are turning that way too and when i see that differently i need to shell out the money to get the version that i want and then it's not going to exist for every game the same way it doesn't exist for every movie doesn't exist for uh every mp3 and an album that comes out but if you care about this stuff, you gotta take initiative and back things up. I have extensive hard drives and hard drives and backups and backups of my music because I care about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because there's so much stuff that if, if I lost my hard drives, it's not online anymore. I'll never be able to get it again. But I am an understanding of that that I need to preserve that myself. Sure. I can't count on anyone else doing that. Yeah. And I think then it comes down to, yeah, what is your... And this is where it gets so weird when we talk about ownership of games, right? I don't think it's up to Sony to protect that stuff. It's up to you to protect that stuff or any publisher for you. You know what I mean? In terms of what matters to you. And then yeah, if you are a drive club person, you know, gravity, uh, uh rush was able to get an extension, right? Yeah. Is there enough of a drive club fan base right now to get out there, promote Petition, it, show that gather, there is a thing yeah, It's like you know, gravity rush did it. And like I said earlier, it's like, there's no answer that's going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Eventually it's going, it's going to end. It's going to, eventually end. they're going to stop having it. Yeah. But it is an interesting debate in, in, in an industry that definitely needs more in terms of what is your, expectation here you know mm-hmm. what i mean what you got it is october 2014 right so you got you're gonna have six ish years with it maybe five and a half yeah i don't know is that good enough for you are you still playing drive club every day are you still setting times and scores and stuff to that effect you t- apparently according to sony you are not uh running through this real quick for an early section you're wrong uh seanosaurus says in fact yes it is a 16 percent sale on the rooster teeth store so kind of funny.com slash store what have you nanobiologist confirms that yes drawn to death greg you were right was uh, designed to be a free-to-play and then as i thought there would be there's much debate over what delisting actually means kebabs is using pt as a delisting example to say once if you could not re-download it however then uh albino yeti is saying when marvel ultimate alliance got delisted people who already own the license could still download it which I think is the difference there. I personally, and I don't fucking know personally for me sitting here with no business or legal degree, PT was a free demo. You downloaded, we've taken it away now and you can't get it anymore. Period. 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance you paid the money for, you own that. We can't I don't think we can take that away from you. So in the same way of this is if you drop, bought Drive Club, yeah, we're delisting it so no one else can buy Drive Club because we don't want people buying a $60 game in 2019 they think it's going to be on forever when in reality you already bought it so you can still keep playing it or stuff like that. Mm. That's how I interpret it, but there's also a link here to uh, from Capitalist Pig with a PlayStation.com thing of going through saying there is no uh, information about being able to download the game if you already own it after that date. So it's a little foggy right now. Uh, I would say you're probably going to still, if you own it, you're probably going to still be able to download it, but that's just me talking out my booty saying, hey, this is what it's all about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. No, Alex Russ says, wait, what? I'm saying, uh, well, you know, again, this is going back and forth with different examples. We'll look into it. I'll try to get your real answer. Uh, number two, this is an interesting one. Over on Reddit, the subreddit r slash games is closed for the day. Uh, they put up, a, locked every post on there and then put up one post that's sticky to the top that reads the, in part with this. It's much longer and worth the read if you want to go to reddit.com slash r slash games. This April Fools, we've decided to take things a little more seriously and shed some light on a growing, pervasive issue that has affected the community of r slash games and gaming communities as a whole. In recent times, it's come to our attention that what has been intended for a forum for the potential spread of knowledge and involvement in video games has instead become a battleground of conflicting ideas. Ordinarily, this isn't an issue. Discussion, it, discussion by its very nature, is certain to bring argument. But when that argument descends into vitriolic attacks between individuals on a regular basis with no chance at de-escalation, that's when, simply put, something's got to give. Though certain memes, parentheses, such as gamers rise up in parentheses, surrounding gamings are, gaming are largely viewed as a humorous interpretation of a mindset, at the core of the humor is a set of very serious issues that affect all gaming enthusiasts. By showing disdain or outright rejecting minority and marginalized communities, we become more insular. In this, we lose out on the chance to not only show compassion to these people, but also the chance to grow our own community and diversify the demographics of those involved in it. Whether it's misogyny, transphobia, homophobia, racism, or a host of other discriminatory practices, now is the time to stymie the flow of regressive ideas and prevent them from ever becoming the norm. At r slash games, our community is becoming increasingly responsible for perpetuating a significant amount of these combative and derogatory schools of thought. We remove those comments, we ban the perpetrators, but the issue still persists at a fundamental level. The notion that it's okay or acceptable to ridicule, ridicule or demonize traditionally di- disenfranchised No, demonize, yeah. Demonize traditionally disenfranchised and marginalized members in the gaming community. This is not just an issue on r slash games or on Reddit alone. This is an issue deeply embedded in the raging depths of the internet, frequently in communities that center around the discussion of games. Despite the strife that's both within and caused by our community, there are a multitude of opportunities to prove that we can come together to be a more wholesome, accepting community that exists on a single core idea, enjoying and discussing video games together. So let's revet, let's revel in what's available to us and also appreciate the myriad of backgrounds that we as gamers come from. Our differences and experiences comprise a, the diversity in the content that we consume. And by allowing ourselves to appreciate those differences, we change our perspectives and interpretations. This applies not only to games, but life as a whole. And then they went on to list a whole bunch. Again, I'm paraphrasing a lot. This is a very long, I thought, well-written post. And then they put up stuff for LGBTQ plus charities, uh, person, people of color focused charities, women's health charities, and additional causes in general. I thought it was a really cool move. So here's the thing. I obviously think it's a really cool move. Yeah. I think it's a little misplaced to do today. Like, I think that this would be a little better served any other day that's not April mm. Fool's, that's not a day based on jokes. See, here's my thing. And again, I'm paraphrasing. So I cut out the thing where they're like, no fooling, like yeah. no April Fool's. Like I, I read, I saw this. Okay, cool. And, major, I, and I read it and they opened with that. Yeah. I, I just think that April Fool's Day already has so much. Uh, just energy towards it, whether it's positive or negative. There's some uh. people that want to just see the stupid photoshops and laugh. And then there's the people that like want to be angry at the people posting those things. And then there's the people that are, that are just like getting fooled. And it's just, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. I feel like this gets lost. See, here's that. my thing. Here's my thing with you. I disagree for me personally, especially, and I, I, I don't, I'm not one of the guys I hate April fools. Right. But today is such a wash for anyone doing anything serious that it's just like, it's, I feel like today's like a day of like, well, whatever, like, and, and not to mention everywhere you go now, all the sites are talking about this. I think it's actually super refreshing to go there and have this not be that 
where I'm going to go to this place that's one of the big stops for gaming news, right? And have it not be here. Here's a roundup of all the April Fool's Day's jokes. Here's something else that's happening, blah, blah, blah. I think they stand out by doing that rather than blend in in a weird like, oh, is this a joke or not a joke? Like, no, very seriously, hey, from the front, this isn't a joke. We're shutting it down today because we need to have a conversation with ourselves. That's I get that, but I saw so many comments that are like, still, like, wait, though, like, is this really their their perspective this must be a joke sure well that's them reading the headline and not clicking through like I, and hopefully it encourages that, them to click that's through. the problem with april fools it's like you can say it's not a joke it's not a joke as much as you want but it's like then a lot of times it is a joke mm. whether or not they're saying that and i know that this is super serious but i think when something's this serious you don't want to like connect it to a day where things are jokes mm. you know and i'm seeing a lot of comments of people that are taking it that way like the the people that disagree with these viewpoints are like oh obviously it's a satirical look mm. at this at What's going on here? And whatever. I have my own opinions about those people. But this is, at the end of the day, this is great. And I think they did a, a great job, like, explaining what's going on. Yeah. I will say, and I've always thought this, I don't understand how video games are so tied to this nonsense. Like, why? Why video games? Like, why is it that gaming culture is so tied to these beliefs that are so weird to me. And so I you're saying the, the beliefs that like for, for discrimination and misogyny or whatever yes. that's, you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's like, it's just weird that gaming so tied to that in a way that nothing else is. I think, I mean, and I'm, I'm armchair quarterback situation. I think it's the fact that it's not even that. I think it's that gaming is so, so wide. The net is so wide and so mainstream. Right. And I think that, what we found time and time again with uh, video games as a community is, and I'm talking about all of us is that we are so much more dialed in to being online and having a discord discourse where it is that we're all on Twitter. We're all, we're all on Reddit or whatever message board of your choice. Uh, there's so many people out there that we engage it, talking to each other way more than any normal person does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was, I, I I don't even know of my regular friends who even knows what Reddit is and would go would think to go to Reddit and have a mm-hmm. conversation with people right or the YouTube comments. But we as a uh, uh, gamers, I feel like so many of us, and I'm I'm including myself in this, not in the, the hateful part of it, but in the part of cool. I'm wake up in the morning and I'm brushing my teeth and I open up Twitter and I'm there and I'm talking to people or I put on a video on YouTube in the morning and there's comments there and maybe you respond to one or it is that I, you know, I'm going browsing through my Reddit while I'm doing something, you know, you have that second window open at your desk. Like so many people do while you do whatever you're working on and you pop over and you make a comment and granted this is us and is part of our job is being out there, right. And building our community and stuff like that. But I think that applies to a lot of our audience too. of just like, Oh, well, yeah, I, I'm at a computer all day. I'm on my phone all day. Yeah. So I do get in there and I do do that. And I think when you do that, you start seeing then not that it's the, I don't think that you, you go per capita through the video game people that you're going to find there's more misogynist here than there are out there. I think it's just a, in general, we're all way more used to going in and sharing our beliefs in a public forum, but it also wrestles with the fact of what we lose all the time here and why, Twitter arguments escalate and don't make any sense and everybody's you're like you would never say this to somebody's face why would you say it here it's because in real life you'd have a conversation over a drink or whatever on Twitter or whatever it is a distraction this is a not even my secondary thing I'm doing right now I'm doing this is my third thing somebody says something and I fire back a response and I hit it and I send it and I don't think about it and then they respond and we argue back in 280 characters rather than well hold on this is my perspective and my point and why I came from this part blah 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 yeah I just think it's it's so silly that gamers is a, a thing that we have to be anyways. We've talked about it a million sure. times. You don't call people that like movies moviegoers. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's just like, it's even more silly that that then gets lumped in with the bad parts of, sure. of all this stuff. And it's and that's like, why it I is mean, tainted now. It is. I mean, like that's just what it is. And like that's so problematic. It's yeah. just ridiculous that video, gamers is now associated with these horrible things. Yeah, exactly. It's just people that play video games. Right. Wow. And that's my thing with why, again, I, I really back this decision to do this and today even of just that it is a fact that, I, that we know one of their things is the subheads on this post is I think do better, be better. You know what I mean? Like, like similar to my be better to each other thing. Right. And I know that this is what we talk about all the time with uh, YouTube comments where right like for 99.9 YouTube percent of YouTube channels like it's just a it's a lost cause 
Like you can't keep up with it. You can't do it. The moderation tools aren't as good, blah, 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 right? I know that in the industry, a lot of people think of, man, Reddit in general, what a cesspool. Like, da, da, da. And it's like, well, no, there's great people like myself that go to Reddit all the time and try to have a normal conversation, but sometimes they spiral out of control with somebody else getting in there and trying to troll and do whatever, right? I thought it was a really cool statement to see games, a huge subreddit, mm-hmm. be like, hey, listen, like today we're not going to do this. We're just going to do this. And that's, yeah, tom- they're like, tomorrow we're going to open a mega thread where we can all talk about it, but. And you know that it's going to be backlash and it's going to be people on subbing and there's going to be some, well, we're starting our own r slash whatever. Oh and like, God. all right, cool. Go do it or whatever. But yeah. I thought it was a cool move. I wonder move what they're going to call that one. Games with a Z. Duh. Come on. Number three. There's a Sega Genesis mini coming in Matthew Handrahan over at gamesindustry.biz has all the info. The Sega Mega Drive Mini will launch on September 19th this year in both North America and European territories. The self-contained console will be known as the Sega Genesis Mini in North America, and it will ship with 40 games in total. I don't like that Matthew's over in the UK putting his spin on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to say, we know what the Sega Genesis Mini is. Sega has confirmed 10 of the titles. Uh, Echo the Dolphin, Sonic the Hedgehog, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. The hardware will ship with two wired USB controllers and will be priced at $79.99 in the US, $69.99 in the UK, and $79.99 in Europe. You on it, Tim? You getting it? You gonna have another one over there? Your little mini systems? I mean, it's, I like these things. That's well, why are you gonna cool. buy this one? Uh, you know, we'll have to see. Like, yeah. I can't imagine not wanting to have it just because I want all of them. Yeah. But looking at the, this lineup, they have a lot to prove to me. Like, I hate how many goddamn Genesis collections we have, yeah. and they're just like Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like, okay, what about two? Don't and put two on it. Two will be on there. What about three? Maybe not, yeah. because they Three's fuck that up all yeah. the time, and I don't know why. It's licensing shit. Like, that's what I think it is. Yeah. But it's like, you can't do these when you're missing out on these key games, especially for something like the Genesis that, like, let's be honest, is not the most high-quality written console of all time. Okay. It's a good console. It is. It okay. is. It's okay. a good to make sure. It's a good I console. mean, that's my thing. Is like, I grew up a Sega kid, right? So mm-hmm. this is the first, hey, we have a mini. They didn't do a, a mini Sega Master System, which sucks. But they did a mini Sega Genesis here, right? I'm like, oh, man, that's really cute. And I love the form factor. And what a lot of memories. I do not need to buy this. I, I have played this collection and platinum this collection already. I don't need to go through and do this. And that's the biggest thing with the Sega side of it is they have put out countless collections of these same games over and over and over mm-hmm. on every system under the sun. Right. Sometimes they're good ports. Sometimes they're bad ports. What will this be? Hopefully on the good side. I don't necessarily have faith in that, though. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Is that how math works? Yeah. Holy crap. Number four. Sony changes the PlayStation 4 refund policy. This is Steve Watts over at GameSpot. I I wrote WADA, but it's Steve Watts for sure. But uh, WADA reminds me of Watto and Widda. If Gary Widda and Watto had a child, it'd be WADA. Sony has revised the refund and cancelization policies for pre-orders and purchases through the PlayStation Store. Under the new policies, you can refund pre-orders and purchases under certain criteria. According to the store cancellation policy, you can cancel a digital purchase within 14 days of purchasing it and receive a refund as long as you haven't begun to download it or stream it already. If you have started to use it, the content must be faulty to obtain a refund. Pre-orders can be canceled and refunded anytime before release or within 14 days after payment was taken for your pre-order, even if the release date has passed, with the same restrictions. Finally, the same policy will apply to season passes and promotional bundles. The site notes that it only applies to consumables ordered directly through the PlayStation Store since purchasing through a game itself delivers the content immediately and therefore isn't eligible for a refund. It also suggests turning off automatic downloads if you think you need a, if you might need a refund or on a pre-order since automatically downloading it when it's available will make you ineligible as well. Subscription services like PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and Spotify Premium can be refunded within 14 days, even if the subscription has started, uh, but the refund amount could be prorated uh, for the time you've already used it. Mm. How do you feel about that? Cool. I, mean, I know a lot I, of people I, have been pushing wanting different stuff on yeah, how to do Yeah, thing is, like, I feel like this stuff just all needs to be defined. You know, like, I don't think that there's a right answer, but I think that it's, there are questions that need to be answered and that things are going to keep changing, especially over the next couple of years in video games. Um and we'll, we'll get there eventually. But yeah, there just there needs to be just defined rules. And then when there's less questions, I feel there's going to be less issues. Hmm, that's a good one. That's a good way to put it. I mean, yeah, Everybody just spell it out and make it easier to yep. find, right? Similar to this or the Drive Club servers or whatever you're going to do. Uh, Dylan, a.k.a. 
the demon, a.k.a. the big deal, <laughs> writes in <laughs> to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Dylan, I half-assed that because I wasn't sure where it was going. Let me do it. Dylan, a.k.a. the demon, a.k.a. the big deal, writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hello, KFGD crew. I have an interesting thought over the weekend regarding some moves Sony has made recently. We all know that Sony is no longer selling code cards to GameStop and other retailers. What if Sony is making an all-digital version of the PlayStation 5, maybe even the PlayStation 4 as well, and they realized how much money they could make by cutting out the middleman and forcing people to buy their games digitally through the PSN? They could make so much more money, and the PSN would have to compete with the likes of Amazon and G2A, especially when G2A offers games for lower prices than most retail all the line. What are your thoughts? What's G2A? I don't know. I, didn't, I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Mm. Now we look like fucking morons. G2A. Interesting. Kind of funny dot com slash you're wrong to explain what GTA is to us old people who just buy our games off of the PSN and Amazon and don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, look, I mean, this goes back to what I was just saying. It's like everything's changing and it's going to be a G2A apparently is G2A.com. Kevin's pulling it up right now and you can buy games there. I'm starting to think Dylan probably just works at G2A.com and wants wants everybody to buy his stuff there. Weird website has a lot of weird products that I do not condone. A lot of pop-ups popping up. Yeah, I don't know if I... Dylan, get out of here, you CEO of G2A.com. Jesus Christ. Um, Also looks like it's European, so it's not on us. Yeah, I, I think that we're in a very interesting place, not just with the, the console wars, right, but also the wars between retailers and digital storefronts. Yeah. Specifically, how many times can we talk about this now? Epic versus Steam. Nobody ever thought Steam was going to have competition. They do now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever thought that Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo would like put such a big power move against GameStop in this way because they rely so much on... Get the boxes the, on the shelf. Get the boxes on you the gotta, shelf. You got to sell the PS5, even if it's all digital. Exactly. That's the thing. And this is a move, man. And it's like, we, how long have we talked about GameStop going away? Like, yeah. how long will it exist? And every single one of these moves just more and more turns GameStop into Hot Topic. Yeah, where it and you've seen it, right? You you've seen GameStop, Funko you know, Pops. do some restructure in the last year. You've seen them talk about their stocks being down. You've seen it, their their uh, vice grip on the industry and retail really start to weaken, which is why I do think you're starting to see moves like this, where Sony's getting serious about the refund policy, getting bold about saying, "All right, cool, we're not going to sell full game codes in GameStop anymore because we're they must be looking in the back end at where their uh, actual consoles are being sold, and they're not seeing it move as much through GameStop anymore." I do wonder, and if somebody out there on your wrong has this information, I'd love it. How much digital codes are being sold at GameStop? Because that sounds so crazy to me that somebody would do I that. I went all the way to GameStop and I came back with the code. To buy the digital code. Like, what? Um, so I, I wonder what the, the market share is of that and how important that side of things is to GameStop. Or was that just a desperate attempt to, to stay relevant? many years ago that yeah. they, it is now just kind of a legacy thing. Play ball, yeah, so play some ball with them to have yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this is good news for Sony, and it's good news for what they're they're building in the future, and it, at least to me, it's, it's good news for what I think the PS5 is going to end up being. Um, but yeah, it's it could cause a lot of issues. Like We've known that Sony has had issues with Amazon in the past, and you can tell by what games are up for pre-order and yeah. what aren't, and that's, that's the same thing with Nintendo um, with Amazon. And when you piss off these major retailers, like that's going to affect your bottom line in a huge way. And that affects us, because if it's harder for us to get our hands on the games or the consoles that we're looking for when we want them most, that's when we start getting angry. Oh, nanobiologist pops into you're wrong, right? And goes, I went, to, I went and bought a Division Two code at GameStop store. I used my in-store credit to buy it. So that makes okay. sense, right? Okay. That's a good. That is a good look on it. Good call. Good call. Yeah. You could just buy PSN no, cards, the you know denomination, come back, redeem your money there. Do that. That would be another way around it with the moving codes, but whatever. A lot of people writing in to be like, guess what? Uh, G2A, not a good place to buy from. Don't buy from G2A. Very sketchy. And known to ske- sell uh, codes that are illegal. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Stolen no, codes. I, did, I did not like the look of that website. Thanks a lot, the big dill. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Final story of the day, number five. And I'm just going to summarize it for you, all right? Remember when this guy swatted another guy? And then the guy got killed by the cops and he did nothing wrong or whatever. Yeah. The, the fuck face who did this is getting 20 years. So good for that. Tim? Yes. I'm excited to see people who suck get, have to go to jail. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I hope it happens to more bad people in the future. Mm-hmm. But more people going to jail so far away. <laughs> if I want to know more pertinent information, like say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Uh, we're running really late today, aren't we? Yeah, so I'm gonna. Well, no, we're not doing too bad. 
No, no, I don't mean that. You know how usually if we're going long, I usually like to put the ad. I'm going to put the ads here. That's what I'm saying. We're still getting to read your mail and everything. I just like to put the ads up when we go a little bit long. So... Before we get to your new dates, I'm going to give you who's sponsoring the show. First up, it's 23andMe. With 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Service Kit, you can explore more than 125 personalized genetic reports that may reveal the link between your DNA and your health traits and more, including your chances of developing certain diseases. 23andMe recently released their newest health report on type 2 diabetes, which tells you your genetic likelihood for developing the disease and gives you personalized results and tools that can help with the prevention. Diabetes is a growing public health challenge. One in three adults in the United States has prediabetes, but 90% of those with prediabetes don't know they have it. Type 2 diabetes is influenced by genetics. Uh, It is not just lifestyle and weight. Type 2 diabetes is a condition that typically develops as we get older and is caused by many factors, including diet, lack of proper exercise, weight gain, and genes. Uh, 23andMe's Type 2 Diabetes Reports offers insights into your genetic likelihood for developing type 2 diabetes and empowers you with personalized results and tools that may help you prevent the disease. The report was developed by 23andMe scientists using data and insights gathered from more than 2.5 million 23andMe customers who consented to participate in our research i was one of them uh, we I used too. we used 23 and me and i checked all the boxes do whatever you mm-hmm. need to with me uh i did not obviously do it for the diabetes uh, information because it wasn't available yet now it is though they'll send me results based on that and that's the cool thing that i've noticed yeah. is you, you know get we, we did it and then yeah. you get updates and i'll just be looking at like just hanging out and all of a sudden get a notification i'm like oh shit yo you got diabetes got some- <laughs> like what no, no it doesn't what? do that it doesn't do that <laughs> hey, but it is like hey there's new reports but go check news, on it's her. like yeah new information that they have and like because the more people that use it the more data that they have to understand like the likelihood of things yeah. and, and it's like it's cool stuff uh, you, ladies and gentlemen, can order your 23andMe Health Plus Ancestry Service Kit at 23andMe.com slash games. That's the number 23andme.com slash games. Again, 23andme.com slash games. Up next, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. Tim used these classes yes. for visual effects to make the hype trailer for Kind of Funny 4.0. Mm-hmm. Skillshare is great, man. Absolutely love it. Super easy. It's not just video production stuff. It's yeah. pretty much anything that you are looking for a tutorial for, and I can attest it is fantastic for video editing, audio production, uh, any of that type of stuff, and it's super useful, super cool. Nick actually used it for... Oh man, I forgot what it was. Some one of the intros that he that he made for us, sure. but recently, and it was like, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't good with Greggy. I think so. No, because that was a long time ago. He he did something where he learned a new animation skill of like how to make something 3D wraparound, and like all he wanted to do was like one specific technique that he didn't know. Yeah, he watched a tutorial that wasn't even about that technique. He just saw that technique in it, so he just forwarded just to that one part. Learned it. It's just cool, man. It's like it's a, your toolbox, right? Yeah. You skill share. Premium membership gives you unlimited access so you can join the classes and communities that are just right for you. Whether you want to fuel your curiosity, creativity, or even career, Skillshare is the perfect place to keep you learning and thriving. Uh, Skillshare is also super affordable. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare. The first 500 of my subscribers to use the link in the description will get a two-month free trial. Go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Click on this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Use the Skillshare link there. Out today! Totally accurate battle simulator is on early access on Steam. Roof Rage gets a Steam early access update. Darkest Hunter is on Switch. Super Catscape is on PC. Home Grove is on PC. Uni is on PC. A cool piece of content you can get into is over in uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. The serious tactical firefights of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege are getting seriously cute in a special event that kicks off today. Not an April Fool's joke. The Rainbow is Magic event runs from April 1st through the 8th and takes you to a drastically reimagined plane map where you'll need to rescue and extract Team Rainbow's most valuable target yet, a teddy bear. If you haven't seen this trailer, go watch. It is all pink. It is all neon. It is all adorable. It is all cute with crazy effects and stuff. It makes me honestly want to try to get in there tonight maybe and download it because i think the skins you get to keep but you have to do the you play challenges uh, also rabbits are invi- invading for honor for one day only <laughs> and then safety first is out on switch portello it's time to check in with the readers oh my god he's so excited look at him look at him what he's just wow. he's just he's conserving his energy you know what i mean he doesn't want to get too far oh ah, ah, uh, Pori, don't put your head up yeah okay there you go i'm glad you're with us thank you very much uh the 2038 Pokemon CEO writes mm. into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says April Fool's questions. What are some of your favorite April Fool's Day's pranks? Have you fell for any? Have you ever produced an April Fool's Day prank? Greg, was creating the Roper Report any different today? Uh, and then also Super Smash Brothers Best Buy Joker. Tim, stop being distracted by the Joker render. Did you see this thing? 
Yes. This rumor thing, it's all it's all BS? Is it real? What's happening? It's all BS. It, I didn't see it was a rumor. I, I, I mean, it's thing? April Fool's Day. There's been a whole thing that's no, floating no, around. No, no, no. That was this weekend. Oh, okay. So the, Joker, the Joker thing is 100% real. So what Best was Buy, it? Best Buy, Best Buy had... just posted a render of Joker that's okay. new. It's like, it's a smash post. Gotcha. Probably his amiibo. Okay. You'd imagine. Yeah. That's it's cool. It's cool. Um, the, the most interesting news from this is that Nintendo, um, I guess it was last the last Direct, they said that uh, 3.0 is coming, Smash 3.0, and that, that Joker was coming before the end of April. And this was back in March. Uh-huh. And then they updated the um, image for the Challenger packs to say April. But then recently they updated it where it just says coming soon. So I don't know what that means. I don't like it one bit, though, Greg. Okay. I will give you an update, though, on my spirit collection. Please do. Down to 17. Wow. 17 left, ladies and gentlemen. How many hours left is that to play? God, I don't know. (laughs) I'm hoping to get all the spirits by the end of our New York trip. Oh, wow. Okay. Start spreading the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, April Fool's Day. What does it do for you anymore on the internet? It's over, dude. Right, that's the, Everyone that, should that, stop, the right? I feel passed. like it's time to stop. Yeah, the internet has kind of just just changed the game where it's like, if you have funny content, just put the funny content out. And I feel yeah. like this was true a long time ago. Yeah. Um, now, here's what I'll say. Because, you know, the question is uh, from Pokemon CEO here, like, favorite ones or whatever. Like, we've talked about that at length. Today, I did get got. And I got got by IGN. Have you seen the stuff they did today? The Nintendo Direct thing? Exactly. They did this giant fake Nintendo Direct that was fake as fuck, and I'm like, why did you guys waste time on this? And have fun, enjoy your life. Who fucking got me was IGN UK. I woke up to walk Portillo. He wanted to get up at 6 a.m. today. I think he just wanted pets. It was very adorable, but then I walked him anyway. And I'm out there, and I open up the thing, and I'm going, and IGN UK tweeted out, it's back or whatever, and it was a trailer, like 30-second trailer, for them doing Prepare to Try with uh, Sekiro. And it was Screbbles and two other guys that I don't know from the UK thing. And I was like, what? and I got included because some kid responded to the tweet of like, did you learn anything from Up at Noon? Just let fucking products die for the people. We're all with Rory and all that. And I was like, wow, this is fucked up. And I watched the trailer with no sound on because I was walking the dog on the street. And I was like, I can't, and I, and I was like, somebody finally responded like, April Fool's, dude. And I was like, they got me good. They got me good. That's like, awesome. But that's inside baseball enough that it's like exactly it's a joke that, for the people, and that's why it was a good one. Of like, I was sitting there like, I do know that IGN hates to let go of IP, even yeah. if they, even if the people who made and I'm not even like throwing shade, even yeah. like when Colin and I left Beyond, they're like, we'll keep Beyond, which was a good thing. Dorn Bush is great, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And like uh, up at noon, Brian c- Brian co-owned that show. We made that show together. I Obviously, had to have a conversation with them about whether or not I can say let him host on things. That was a real thing that happened, and they didn't say I could. At the end of the day, but fuck that shit. Are you kidding? What are you gonna use that again? Go hire another Tim, you yeah, assholes. Fuck you, Fran, and your terrible decisions. <laughs> we'll see yeah. it work it in was, a couple most days. Of it, most of this was Fran. <laughs> and then we hired his ass. <laughs> Who's laughing now? now? God, I love it. Rory, oh, no. hire Joe Scrabbles. But but the the thing with um the April Fool's jokes is I and we learned this at IGN. Like, were we part of it? Yes. Like all the IGN videos for many any as for as long as we were there, yeah. we did. Oh yeah, yeah. April Fool's things. And it turned into a thing of, we didn't want to do it for April Fool's. We wanted to do it because it was our only opportunity to make fun, cool videos there. Make original stuff, right? Yeah, Yeah. Off the wall, weird stuff. We had no outlet for that. And at some point, it was like, let's just do cool stuff. And every single person making the stuff was like, we don't want to put this out on April Fool's. We want to just put this out on any other day to not have it be associated with this. And it stands with the Nintendo Direct thing IGN did today. Very cool. Honestly, very cool. However, I would have loved it if it was any other day. Just put out a funny video of a fake Nintendo Direct. Today it has all this tainted stuff, man. Tainted stuff. Why'd you do it? I mean, I don't know. Make funny videos. I know. That's the thing. If you want, because I, I, I would love to see people make funny fake video games or funny fake videos, right? And just, but like if IGN did it out of the blue, it'd be random. If they said, hey, we're announcing a new show that is the, what, you know, IGN, what if? And it's just shit like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do we know, though? We work here. Tim doesn't, Tim, for fucking. Seven years been saying he's going to make list videos one day. I don't see any list one day videos. No list. Uh, I'm going to give you Tanner Richards the final question of the day. He wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, good morning, Greg and Tim. With the rec- recent release of Sekiro, loving it so far, I have rediscovered a feeling I haven't felt since my younger years. That is, of course, the feeling of wanting to throw my controller across the room and watch it shatter into a million pieces. My question is, have there, has there ever been a game that frustrated so much that you've actually made a controller meet its maker. I can shamefully admit, I remember two occasions of breaking controllers around my middle school days. Thanks for continuing to put out amazing content each and every week. Hope you all have a great day. Tanner. 
Tim, you ever broken controller in no, anger? No, I didn't. I've been really angry from games, but yeah, I don't lash out never, physically. Like $70 yeah, angry. yeah, You're yeah. Never seventy dollars angry. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. That's just not how I show sure. my frustration. Sure. Yeah, it was. I've shit myself. Jesus Christ, out of anger? That's not true. Damn, <laughs> damn. If we were about to be like, we've worked together this long and talked about games this long and you've never told the story I of how you were so angry at Banjo-Kazooie, you shit yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, I broke okay. a controller for sure. Um, you know, I, I didn't throw him often like Kevin saying, uh, you know, there's lots of stories of Poe punching things in my room when I beat him at Madden or whatever. For me, it was in college, freshman year, across the hall. Uh, my friend John was uh, as obsessed with WWE as I was. And so we were over there playing SmackDown on PS1 in his room. And he had made this fucking character, Johnny Circumstance, I believe. And he was a high flyer and he would just jump off the top rope. And if he connected at all, a SmackDown meter would shoot up or whatever. And I was using, well, I grew some Greggy probably or whoever, but it was more well-rounded or whatever. And like, I, I arguing I'm sure John's watching right now I was better than him at this game all right but he had the, he got these cheap victories with this cheap high flying bastard Johnny circumstance Johnny circumstance is a great name I wonder if he enough I, I was I was about to say I wonder if he still has it. I forget of course he's an adult no he probably didn't keep his ps1 memory card floating around anyways though uh yeah it was someday it had been a rough day at school <coughs> we were there playing and he started pulling this bullshit in a match i clearly should have won i was already doing it was my controller doing this whatever and i was sitting uh, on on the ground in his room and of course i'm sure most dorms are but our dorms especially were just you know a slab of concrete and i'm just sitting there playing or whatever and he started pulling this shit and started pulling it but he started coming back coming back and i got so mad I was, and i slammed it on the ground and it was a, a dual a dual shock and so the bottoms of the controllers popped like open and so like the rumblers were exposed uh, yeah. or whatever and I kept playing and I won the match so I want that on the record Whoa, now it became a hardcore match now might it have been that I had scared John so much <laughs> by slamming my controller in a fit of rage hey man the circumstances weren't on his side hey there. bada bing bada boom <laughs> it's time to squat up this is where one of you writes in to kindoffunny.com damn it no patreon.com slash kindoffunny games I know Shot collar. You never ordered it. Uh, you give me your name, username, platform of choice, all that jazz. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games and has fun together. Today, it is one, it's from earlier in the comments. 2038 Pokemon CEO needs help on Pokemon Go. His Pokemon Go code is 76280137426464. I live in the middle of nowhere Midwest and could use some gifts. If anyone lives near... Mankato, Minnesota. Somehow, let me know and we can squat up for raids. There you go. If you live near Mankato, uh, Minnesota, go ahead and uh, hit him up on Pokemon Go. 7628013742644. This, so this is the, the, the guy who wants to be Pokemon CEO in 2038. Oh, yeah. He's the one who walks around with the clock and mm -hmm. now he's walking around with the desk getting it signed. Yeah. You've yes. met him? I have met him in Japan. Is he as... Is he as is he, he is, is he is haven't we met him? is he, he is, all of this no, is he like this i don't think so What's i think it's only the desk me. the clock he is amazing okay. he is a a very special human being and i don't think i've ever met anyone like him and i don't think i ever will he is very fascinating and i kid you not he will be ceo of pokemon one day yeah he got interviewed by like what the many news? many people yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is it's weird though that he's, his he, way up man it's weird that i live in the middle of nowhere and then you met him in japan right yeah i don't remember why he was there but yeah. he was all right now, did you just Google this, Kev? Yeah. So if you Google 2038 Pokemon CEO, you'll find Nick over here, and you can he, see his little interview right there. He has a conspiracy theory that uh, Fat Pikachu is fake, and it was never that was never really Pikachu. Is it good? Is that a good theory? I, mean, hey, I feel like you know, that kind of stuff it. is what will keep him from being Pokemon CEO. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know, dude. When he, when he, where, he, where, where, where's Fat Pikachu? When where's he comes he in for the where's interview with all his desks and clocks that have been signed over the year, and it might be, you know what? I don't know, man. I want to see this desk. Oh, there it is. See, there it is. Yeah. Sure enough. Uh, it's time for your wrong. This is where I ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell me what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe. Looking at these. I'm looking at these. I don't think any of them matter. I don't think they matter except for that. Do you see this one from Nanobiologist? Yeah, I'm looking at that. You're confirming or denying that. While you do that, then I'm going to tell you, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week, on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, you can submit your bad PSN names, your questions, everything else over there, and get just you know just hang out with us. It's great. 
where you put in the squads up. It's what you, it's what you do. Then you can watch the show live, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Later, youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com and listen on podcast services around the globe. Did you read this capitalist pick one? Uh, no, it's not sourced and it was, and I don't think it's like a, your wrong thing. Well, I asked him. So I, oh, did you? I didn't hear yeah, you yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. So, my regarding apologies. GameStop digital sales for holiday 2019, digital receipts increased to 352.9 million, driven primarily by strength in sales of digital currency. Total sell, sales were 2.63 billion. This means roughly 13% of the GameStop sales were digital for that period. Okay. Interesting. That's not a small number. No. It's future proofing too, right? Even if you look at it, like, oh, well, the majority of it isn't, you see that that number goes up every yeah, year. Yeah, and right? now it's going to go down because they're yeah. not allowed to anymore, at least for Sony's bit of it. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, time to talk about who will be hosting with me this week. And you know Ooh. what? That was a good contribution from one capitalist. Pig. It was. That's why he'll be here tomorrow. That's right. Frequent <laughs> contributor to your wrong. Capitalist Pig is coming in to host tomorrow with me. Wednesday, it's going to be Gary Witta and question marks. I think I got a job in LA I need to go do. So I hit up Fran. And I haven't heard back, but I'll keep you posted. Thursday, it's going to be me and Andrea. And then Friday, Fran and Andrea. Because Frandria. This is the Frandria. Yeah. So, well, you. You, you man, mangoes. Uh, what? I was looking for something that Got rhymes it. with Frangria, but so it just doesn't. So you with mangoes. Hey, man. You I know what it, I mean? Man. I get it. Uh, we'll be in New York. Remember, New York, it is your time to shine. Can you outshine Kansas City? Can you bring more people? Or are you all full of shit? That's the big wow. question. You know what wow. I mean? We've ne- dude, we've never been over there, man. That's kind of funny. We've it's been, like a we've giant been team. past East, we're so Boston a yeah, bunch yeah. of times, but like we've never been to New York. As yeah. kind of funny. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is a big Exciting one. For stuff. Us. It is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. This is Portillo, and it's been my pleasure to serve you. Man, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs>